the final rankings are in. Utah's in. BYU's out. Rivals has arrived. All right, welcome to Rivals with some some new music. Yeah, what is that? Where's my old music? I miss um, my old music, man. Yeah, so the final college football rankings are in. And Utah is 16. BYU is not. And, <laughs> and, and the re- hang on. Utah's in, BYU's out. Whoa, whoa, What's that all about? Well, they, they're not ranked. I'm okay. just telling you, they're not ranked. I can't, I can't, I'm not the ranker. No. Uh, I'm just the guy that, that has You are ranked. You're low rank, <laughs> but you're not the ranker. Look, I'm foul. I'm not ranker. <laughs> Dang quarterbacks. Um, but I'm not sure that it's good for either school. So that was a like, strong finish it's for like, either okay, school. Great. You know, Utah is, you know, in the, in the, the top 20, the top 25. Yeah. We'll get to that in the next segment, but. Um, BYU is not ranked. We're closing out a decade. And yeah. this decade, the 20, I guess the 20 teens? 20 teens? The 20 teens. A teener. A BYU tweener. has not been ranked in the last 10 years, in this decade. And the last time that happened was, you want to guess? 1960s? In the 1960s. Yeah. So pre Lavelle Edwards, so they they were ranked two times in the seventies, pretty much all of the eighties, a good portion yeah. of the nineties, yeah, and the first part of of two thousand. I think that there was like maybe two thousand and one, two thousand and seven, or somewhere around there. It was Max Hall and John Beck whenever they were playing. They hit in the, the in the top early twenty in the early two thousands. Yeah, they're so, still in a conference. Well, no, they no, there were they were still there was. No, they didn't go independent until once 2010. They went once they went independent, things changed. Now, yeah. now, I want to I want to put something out. Even there. Bronco never put them in the top twenty again. I want to I want to put something out there. There are only two things that are different from 1960. Zzz. The 60s. Yeah. Do you know what they are? Um, cable television. That. Was something and, that wasn't around, but, <laughs> but it was around and uh, in the football world. Okay, what was? Well, there were two things. Two things this different not, from the sixties. This is not hard. Well, obviously, independence. Okay, so independence is one, the big one. That's that's one thing, and then there's and, one other thing. And Lavelle Edwards. And Lavelle Edwards. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, is it is it as simple as um, leaving a conference? Because the argument, the well, what do you think it is? I don't think it's as simple. I mean, I wouldn't put it, and everybody knows how anti-independent I am. Um, I don't think that's the sole factor. It is obviously a huge factor. But I think we touched on the two big ones. And that is, and I'd put in a third, and that is the athletic director slash administration that's working with the head coach. So... You had, if you go back and look at the formula that brought BYU its greatest success, was you know a conference, Lavelle Edwards, Glenn Tuckett, and uh, oh, Clay Jensen that was over Glenn Tuckett, you know, in, in the athletic department. 
Um, and they, th- those guys worked with, were able to go up and work with, you know, Jeffrey Holland, the president of BYU, through a lot of those years, and and be able to manage that and get the money the program needed, and then you know, kind of keep that delegation out there, make the upper campus happy while you're building a, a football program, and uh, had a hands off from the no micromanagement from the upper campus. I don't think you know they, Clay Jensen and and Tuckett handled it really good. And and obviously Lavelle, you know, because he had to go up on campus a few times for uh, some troubled players, you know, and he just managed okay. that really good. So I, you know, you you got to coach with a vision of how to recruit players properly, how to build the program properly, a very unique offense back at the time that was you know game changing for all of college football, and we don't have that right now. So, so you've touched on a couple of points. Yeah. We can drive down when, into when him, Lavelle but. when Lavelle Edwards got hired, what did he do? He goes, "We can't compete against these national powers. Like yeah, we can't compete against. We're them. not going to go to Oklahoma okay. and beat them running the wishbone. So, so we have to figure out a way to be competitive. Now, now Air Force runs runs it, and they you know so they're you, you can't. Knock, they're top twenty five this year, and BYU isn't. Okay, so you you've got to figure out your offensive identity. And it's got to absolutely. Be, it's got to be dramatically different than anything else that's going on in football today, brother. I couldn't agree with you more. Okay, so it can't, well, it, me agreeing with the quarterback, right? I can't freaking so, believe it. So I don't know what that is, and and it could be it could be as scary as I going, agree. It could be a little different. Could, I mean, it, it doesn't be, have to be my thing. It could be a runoff. It could be it could be patterned after some of these um, military academies. Yeah. Okay. It could be. So there's one. Totally there's open one to that. And here's the other thing. Why not? Like, why not have a schedule that's not so freaking hard? I I agree hundred percent. Why not have a schedule that actually gives you an opportunity to win ten games at a minimum a year? Yeah. Because you look at BYU's schedule next year, you look at it the year after that, and the year after that, and the yeah. year after that, and the year after that. Finding ten wins in that schedule, unless you start recruiting like really really top flight guys, yeah, which you're not going to get. Okay, so why not? Not have, at every position. Why not go? Let's have a Mountain West schedule, yeah. or let's have a or AAC well, out there with Navy and Cincinnati. They and don't Memphis. even have to be in a conference. Don't you just just readjust your schedule? You're, because the concern, the reason BYU went independent is for money. Okay, they yeah. they're like we we've got to compete. Everyone kind of consolidated, went to these conferences, and if you're going to have any shot. At, at being competitive, you need to be in a conference and at least a Power Five conference. And BYU got left out. Playing, for whatever yeah, reason, they whatever got left reason. out. And so the only way to even halfway compete is, is to go to ESPN, and they got more money to do that. And good for them. But the schedule is, is, is not fair. It's brutal. It's brutal, and you add the human nature part of it, whereas – BYU becomes like the traveling circus, you know, the the exhibition team that shows up into everybody's right. town one week out of the year. But that's fine. And there's nothing to play for, though. No, no. You're not playing. No, you're not the incentive to play for a conference championship. You're going you, to the you, same you, bowl you, game at 6-6 six and six or 10-2. You, you can see that it impacts It impacts the them. Yeah, it's it, not just the schedule. Not, not it's every the, week. I know, but it is the schedule, too. It, it, both, though. It is. goes, you know what? When, when I was at BYU and we were winning conference championships, we didn't have a schedule this hard. 
this is hard. This is hard playing five power five teams yeah. Yeah. at the beginning of your schedule, yeah. and it's hard from the sense of being able to be ranked. Okay, because really that's the that's the price for BYU right now. Yeah, it's it's getting to ten wins, and it's being it's being a top twenty five ranked team. It is inexcusable, that, brother, for BYU to not be every bit the equal or better than Navy and Air Force, who are both in the top twenty five this year. Right. I mean, they they should uh, BYU but should Navy be, and Air Force do not play the same schedule. They that don't BYU play the does. same schedule, and you know what? They're playing to they 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 own who they are better than BYU does. And they they have fit that offense you're talking about to the type of athlete. They've built a system around the type of athletes they get, and they own it, and they go out there and they win championships with it and go 10-2 and two and upset some P5 schools. And, and nobody wants to play them, right, because they're a heck of a team to have to play and prepare for. And BYU's got to do the same thing, own the type of athletes they're going to get, which is different than the academies, but yet still different than – Clemson and Alabama, because you're not going to recruit that same kind of player. We, on the front seven, I think we can, but not all the way through. So you got to tweak it and change it, just like you said, and own it. And there's no reason BYU can't be in the top 25 year in and year out. There's no reason. If they build the right system around the type of athletes they can get and have a conference, they can be, they're, well, they're better than Navy having, and Air have, Force. I, they're better. They're not going to have a conference. Okay. It's not going to happen. Right oh. now, it's just, it's not going to happen. And my my as long as Tom Homo's there. But, but my point about it is, okay, there was a reason to go independent, and it's for money. And you have to have the money. Uh, being in being in the Mountain West, there's no money. There's no money to there's no money to be better than the Mountain West. They can work a better deal than they had. Well, maybe maybe and they, not. I mean, and, they, and if they get a chance at a bigger bowl game, just like I mean, they, look, they make eight hundred thousand dollars in the bowl game. It, uh, they actually probably lost money in I Hawaii. Think it, I think if BYU is in the Mountain West, when Utah goes to the Alamo Bowl and gets an eight million dollar yeah. payout. But I, I mean, you, you know, I understand that, right? I get, Memphis goes and gets what a ten million or something for whatever they got out of uh, the Cotton Bowl because they went to they played they won their AAC okay. and they made a huge payout. What I'm trying to say is we're not dealing in fantasy right now. They're they're not going to be in a conference. And 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 I know this is. I'm ready the thing. to fight you, man. I know, I, no, but you, you you can't. No, I know, I know what you're saying it's like, we're so, fighting the politics of it. No, and, but I, what I'm saying is here's a realistic way to deal with where to where they are now, and they've they've got to they've got to change. Whether it's not change the coach, but there's got to be a different vi- vision. There's got to be a different direction, and I don't think when you have a defensive minded coach. You're going to put in an offense that's revolutionary. That's you yeah, know, whatever. It's, yeah. it's it's like we're going to run the spread offense, okay? Because that's a Kyle. Because everybody else does it. Everyone else runs. The everybody spread else in the offense. country does it. So BYU is going to do and, it. And and it's, so it drives me nuts. Right. So find because these schools that compete, they find a way that works with the athletes they have yes. that makes them competitive. Yes. Okay. Now whether those athletes maybe they go to the Naval Academy, maybe they go to Air Force because they're you know, here to serve your country, so they're this high quality. You know, Just fight the to the best. Death of the best, whatever it is. Yeah, high character, which is great. which is what maybe BYU has to recruit to that type of absolutely. Of an athlete, okay, so those things and changing the schedule. You cannot keep playing four and five power five teams. You're no. you're not gonna you're not it's gonna, brutal. You're gonna go through the next decade. 
Okay, you yeah. can go through another decade and not be in the top twenty-five at yeah. any point. I mean, you go go look at the schedule. Yeah, there, it, there's three or four losses in there every year easily. If BYU wins, wins more than six games next year, it will be a phenomenal season. <laughs> it will be because it's looking a, at it's, that. It's a brutal schedule it's all brutal. the way through. It's brutal. It is not. It's not easy. And if you're going to have that kind of schedule, then you've got to be able to recruit the athlete to compete in that schedule, and they just can't do it. They they can't do it, and and they're not even recruiting them right to project them the way Lavelle did. You know, it, it, Kalani's a good coach, but he, is he the best coach that could be down there? No. But he's a good coach. He's a good guy. He's a good person. He represents the school well, but he's not. They could get themselves better with a better coach and better recruiting and fit in a new system, like you said, I I, and uh, just owning what BYU is and, and having that special kind of offense like Air Force or Navy, whatever that may be. They haven't done BYU it. BYU fans may hate it. Yeah, yeah, they may, they they might. may be like we're we're used to the the you know airing it out and the past game and and the way BYU was that that that's not what BYU is because they can't now. recruit straight up against the Pac-12 and the SEC. I'm not sure, Jason. In the front seven, I think we can, but you build a team around the front seven, right? You can build and have that, and then the other positions are really high character, workhorse, work ethic, you know, guys, intelligent. Like Air Force Academy, and you you come up with that system, and they, you know what they could be, you know, an eight and four to ten and two type program, playing a, a tough schedule. And no, they can't. Never get a championship unless. And I I'm not sure they could be better than they are now. I'm not sure that anybody at involved in the program has sat down and said, "What's our game plan? How can we get ourselves back?" as recognized as a top 25 program in the country. I don't think – I think they're just reacting to we're just in this situation. We're just trying to survive it. And what I'm saying is you have to proactively kind of change things in a dramatic fashion. Lavelle, yeah. Lavelle Edwards changed things in a dramatic fashion for he BYU did. when he and came dude, in. He had a staff and of it was men in, and it that was, were amazing. Well, yeah, and if he can I do mean, that, I mean, that's, that's a whole other But I'm discussion. telling you, dude, right out our back door – I was just up speaking in Rigby, Idaho, and I met a kid that's 6'6", 310 pounds, and LDS family, and going on a mission, and he's probably going to the University of Nebraska. And I'm like, out of Rigby, Idaho. And I'm like, I'm telling you, if I was down at BYU, and and we had a conference especially, I don't care if it was Mountain West or AAC, and I was at BYU, I would have that kid. And those are the kind of kids Lavelle Edwards got. And those are the kind of kids that, you know, got you in the top 25. And you'd make them all Americans and have a chance at an Outland Trophy. And we're not getting those kind of kids. And independence hurts our recruiting big time. Because the kind of kids like that, it, it, it affects them and their decisions. So, so you've got to recruit the kids you can get and have, and have a system that you can have. You're... you're Jason, BYU can make Jason, up the you're, TV you're, money you're, with raising money, you know, through their donors Jason, if they're winning championships. You, you, the reality of the situation is BYU is independent, and you're not. You you haven't come to so terms as, with as that. long. Yeah, but you know, as long as they're independent, they're not making the top twenty five. But we'll, saying, we'll go another decade I'm without being in the top twenty five. That's what I've been saying is they can. They got to change their schedule. They got to okay. change their system, and they got to change 
how they recruit these players, and they got to change maybe their coach. Wow, you talk about me living a fantasy. You just spoke the biggest fantasy on the planet. No, because you just, know what they they brag about. They they brag about how cool their schedule is. I understand. And they they just we're not going to play any of these low life teams, these low life conferences, and I, these nobodies. I understand. And they take this very arrogant stand of oh we're only going to play P five schools. Yeah. And I'm like, well, hey, how about when you get done with those, beat Toledo and USF? So, that's so they're, good. They're doomed to fail. Then they've they're set, doomed they've to set fail because they're prideful. They will not give up the P five schedule. They will, They're they're so into it. Is that not true? They worship that P5 schedule. They brag about it, and the names of the schools are getting to play. And, dude, back in the day, our schedule in 85 was an awesome schedule. We opened up on national TV the opening three games, all against Orange Bowl winner, Cotton Bowl winner. We had three P5 schools. But then you went back to Then we were back into the conference. And that's what I'm saying. And Air Force is in the top ten that year. Schedule two, power five teams. That's it. Yeah, two to three. Two to three. Three max. Two. I'm, I'm with that. Start, I'm good start. with that. That's, that's what, what I'm trying to say. Three max, but they're they're not going to do it because they're dude. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like they're right, football. We, we got to take a break. We can't come back. I'm and, sorry. I love my guys. I love my school, yeah. but they're making the wrong decisions, and they're not going to do what you're saying, which is the right thing. If they're going to be independent, do what Scott says. Okay. If you're going to be super smart, Zip it. do what Buck Shh. says. Zip it. All right. You got me on BYU. I'm fired up. Uh, we're taking a break for a minute. <sighs> Uh, so when we come back, breath. though, we're going to talk about, is Utah being 16 in the country a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> All right, welcome back to Rival Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck. Final rankings are out. BYU is out of the rankings. And haven't been in for basically, 10 years. Jason and I talked over each other for the last segment because <laughs> he's like, like we're passionate. Well, no, he just I don't even want to get into. it. I know it all on this subject. I'm right, but you weren't listening to what I was saying. No, I heard you. No, you didn't really hear me. I and I agree with you. No, you but you're a fantasy. No, I'm, Be, I'm not talking. Tom about almost not going to stop recruiting. You know, getting five to six P five schools on the Jason, schedule. You're you're in a fantasy. He sets up in the you think president's gonna, box if, and go, "Hey, look how cool this is!" Yeah, but you're president, a, we're playing Tennessee. You're in a fantasy if you think they're going to get into a conference. They're independent, and there's a way to deal with being independent right now. That so we're will both give them fantasies. No, that will give them a, no. What I'm saying isn't a fantasy. Yeah, they is. can't get in a conference right now, but they can change their schedule, and they can change you how think they, Tom Homo's going to change their schedule. I think they can. They, well, they I, obviously not, could. I, I, it's not a question of whether they're going to. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if they if they want to have a chance to get back in the, the top 25 rankings, they can't continue with this this brutal schedule. No. And that's, no, all, I, that's all I'm saying. All right. We're going to move on. Um, Utah be nice. finished 16th in the country. Or somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And based upon the expectations, based upon everything that happened this year, is this a disappointment? Absolutely, yes. I'm disappointed in him. And I was I was pulling for him. I mean, I know I get BYU fans mad at me all the time because I'll actually pull for Utah, but you know, obviously not against BYU. But I want all three Utah schools – the D1s to well, everybody in Utah to win, but you're especially Utah State, Utah, BYU winning is awesome. So I wanted him to win, and I had high expectations for him, and unfortunately they, they let me down. 
in the sense, I know everybody else too, is they didn't play up to their potential. And if they would have lost those games because they just got beat on too many turnovers and a bad game, I would have been like, you know what, they just got away from them and they lost a couple tough ones. But all, literally all three games that they lost, I thought was pure emotion. They didn't show up. They didn't show up. They didn't compete. They didn't compete. No question. That's what's so disappointing in it. It's not that they lost three games, as they really just did no shows, like all three yeah. of them. Didn't compete. Didn't compete. Couldn't agree more. So that's why and, I'm... But are they... So it's was good. There, was there a lot of hype only because they had a lot of guys coming back? Or was or was this because I th- this team man they had the a talent, year ago dude. but this team a year ago lost five games yeah and and virtually almost the same team came back and and they lost three games and and watching them uh, you, you you in my mind I questioned do did they actually um, were they good enough were these teams just better than was was Oregon better than was Texas better than them. Was USC better than, no, than, no than and Utah? No. no, no, and no. Better physically? Absolutely not. I don't. I think. I think they had all the tools they needed to to be finished top ten for sure. Yeah. And uh, but what it showed me was because I looked at the D line matchup, especially. I mean, they had a fantastic D line, but then I'm seeing games where D linemen are playing actually pretty bad technique and bad making bad mistakes. They were. And I was like, "Whoa!" Same on the that offensive line. That was technique line. errors. Yeah. And yeah. then the, in the linebacker, I'm watching some bad, really poor yeah. linebacker play, and I'm going, and you know, it's just mental. And so, physically, absolutely top ten team, hands down, they deserve that ranking. They were good enough to play top ten, and then, but mentally, they proved they weren't. You know, they they honestly let themselves down. You know, and just weren't ready to come out and play several times, and just just had letdowns. And I, that's that's that, that that's that's that special thing when you play long enough in your life and you get those couple different experiences of those magical teams that just go all the way and win it. Just like BYU's national championship team, those guys they didn't play as tough a schedule as we did in '85, not even close. But yet they and they barely beat Hawaii right by just skin right. of their teeth, and then barely beat Air Force and barely beat Wyoming. And barely, you know, it's funny they you go through that season and they just magically won some super close games and they end up going undefeated because you know what? But what you'll find is that locker room that team was so close, they were so unselfish. So there was just such a magic and relationship between the players that the coaches didn't even have control of it. The players ran that. That's when it's special. And and that's what you're looking for early in the season. That's what I was looking for out of Utah. I was like, man, they got the tools. Now we got to see if they have that special thing that can just take them right over the top. And it felt like they had that, but for for whatever reason, and they did for quite a while there right. on that big run. On that yeah. big run, I was and like, whoa, right. these guys got it. For whatever reason, just at the end of the season, they just they just didn't do it. And and obviously they were they were skilled enough, they were oh, talented enough, absolutely. but they were just out competed. Huntley, Moss, all that. They just they just didn't when when things got challenging, they folded. Yeah, they weren't ready for the moment. They just didn't answer back when 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 the the challenge was there. I mean you look at you look at these teams and you watch you watch Oregon bounce back from, you know, the crushing defeat at Arizona State. I mean, I don't think anybody saw that happening and and so uh, they were able to find a way to answer back and Utah just never did and, and it's I, I you know I was I was more disappointed 
at the loss against Texas than yeah. I was against Been against Oregon. Oregon. Because I'd agree with that. Because they just basically they just they just packed it in. Yeah. And and you they're like we didn't get to go to the Rose Bowl. It's just this major disappointment. And it's like no, you you know what? You see it through to the very end. You finish this thing out. You play. You prepare. And that's a cop out. Yeah. And it's a cop out because basically you're just saying yeah we're you know I'm taking my ball and I'm going home kind of attitude because I just didn't quite get what I wanted. I agree and with I you. And I just think it's BS. And I, I don't and blame I, Kyle for that game. I honestly don't. You've watched him won, what, 10 straight bowl games in a row before he lost that one. Kyle gets people ready to play. And I think those coaches, and you can see it as coach. You and I I'm been, not sure. Boy, I, they went to the game early, and they were on a lot of roller coasters. And I'm not sure that as a whole – a whole football you think the program. coaches own some I, of it? I think they all – I do. I think they all went on vacation. They just said, hey, screw it. We're out of it. We're going to go. Man, We're going to go do that's our That's disappointing thing. because, you know, I've been in situations as a coach where you can tell the kids aren't getting themselves mentally prepared and it's a big game and you can see it coming. There's that letdown after a big win or, what, you know, whatever. And you you see all the, the warning signs, right? The red flags are going up as a coach. And you, and you talk to your blue in the face. You give your best motivational speeches and sometimes – you know, the guys just refuse to be ready to play, right? So, right. you know, the players got to own it. But, yeah, if, if you're down there and you had a better insight than me because you were around the team and the roller coaster rides and everything, you know, the kind of you can, you can tell it's funny being where you and I have been. If you walk through the hotel lobby and you're, and you're the practice, you know, you just hit a couple of spots and you can kind of watch the team and the, and see them walk in the halls and their conversations and what they're doing. You can tell if they're ready to play or not. Right. Right, you know, when you've been around the game that oh, yeah. much, you no just question. you just got to see it. And like, oh, these guys aren't ready, man. They're not focusing up, and it, it bites you because Texas was ready to play. They were, Boy, they were ready. All right, well, I'm ready to end this episode because uh, this round of rivals it's like is like a bad over. nightmare, huh? <laughs> just got we got to put we got to put this season behind well, us. Well, it's just funny because like Utah's ranked and BYU isn't, and then I think it was a disappointment yeah. for both teams. Yeah, so. it was. All right. Yeah. We're uh, powered by kslsports.com. Find us on uh, Facebook at The Rivals Podcast, Twitter at The Rivals Show. Until then, whatever you do, and I mean whatever you do, do not act like Jason. (laughs) 